and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Well, the weather has turned, and as always, I say, are you ready? Is your wardrobe ready? If not, let's get it ready. And one of the most important things that you need in your closet is my favorite thing to talk about, shoes. I have with me today, I'm going to get right to it, with a very special guest in studio with me, um, which is, by the way, nice to have someone in studio with me. Um, It's been a while. Um, I have Laura Stuckey. She is the founder of a company called Moses Grace, women's luxury footwear brands and Uh, First of all, good morning. Welcome to the show, Laura. Good morning, Tina. I'm happy you're here. Um, You you have an amazing shoe line. It's really beautiful, very clean and classic. Um, You have a pair on today. I looked at the website. Um, I love them. Again, I'm a fan of very classic silhouettes. And um, tell us a little bit about Moses Grace. Tell us in, you know, it's, I find it interesting because this is a highly competitive market. So tell us what about the brand and sort of what sets you apart. All right. Well, um, thank you for having me today. Um, Moses Grace was started um, actually a number of years ago before finding um, a a factory in Italy to work with. Um, We were founded on the principle of making a better luxury shoe. I'd studied shoemaking for many years. Um, I'd originally wanted to make um, bespoke um, cowboy boots in oh, Texas. You're talking, <laughs> speaking my language. I love cowboy boots. We love them here too. <laughs> Bob and I Seems both to be a are radio fans. station. Thing, yes, Bob and I are big fans of cowboy boots. We had a cowboy boot day, as a matter of fact. Oh, darn years ago, yeah. maybe I could have made you a pair. But this is what um, I wanted to do. I wanted to sit in a shed and just make these fantastic cowboy boots for just special oh. clients. Hmm? I love so that idea. I did spend time um, with some boot makers. Um, um, in Texas, and just fell in love um, with the idea of providing a very well fitting um, shoe um, with great workmanship and best material. Um, and after that, I was just addicted to it. Um, I would buy uh, shoes on eBay, take them apart, examine them. And then I went to a tiny little um, shoe school for one week in uh, Port Washington, uh, outside of Seattle, across yep. the water from Seattle, and made my first very ugly man shoe <laughs> all by hand. And I, I, I just fell in love with the whole process. Mm. And um, after that, I moved with my husband to um, uh, Connecticut, and I began taking um, shoe classes um, in New York City. I was studying with a woman uh, named Emily Puderman, um, and she's really one of the last um, shoemaking professionals. She now teaches at Pratt. Um, And um, I did that for about five years. Um, just making my own shoes. And then I started having the shoes made by area shoe repair people, um, so a family in um, Bethel and also in Astoria, Queens. Uh, and I found that I 
uh, after understanding about material, um, I was at the time making them myself for family and having them made, and I realized that I couldn't ever make them as well as a professional. And then I found we could never make them as well as someone in the part of the world where they make the best footwear. But I realized throughout the process that the most expensive footwear available to women was actually made very poorly on assembly lines with very standard materials. So here they were charging an enormous price for these this footwear, whether it be a color, whether it be a, a strap, whether it be a buckle. But they're so cheap, and it drove me crazy. So I got in. So I I was posting pictures on Instagram of some shoes made by the area um, uh, shoe repair uh, people, and um, someone contacted me from a little factory um, in Italy, and it's actually a family factory in Rome, uh, and the factory manager. Um, his he comes from a whole lineage of shoemakers. His parents go way back to the north of Italy making footwear. So he started he took on this, you know, this legacy of making footwear. And his family wanted to go further. Because believe it or not, this is very true that the these artisans want to do better and they don't want to be stuck having to make shoes with bad um bad material. Yeah quickly off machines. So I've been working steadfastly with, for three years now with this uh, this family in Rome. Um, it took us a whole year, probably more, just to get it right. And then um, we were ready to launch, and then COVID, of course, came. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we were not able to launch physically at all, okay. our first line, not at all. So the only thing we could do is show on our website, which was kind of hard to get out there because... Yeah revisions and revisions and revisions and then you know so this has been a real challenge but um um we have a distinct um um i'm trying to think the uh, um the the shoes that we make incorporate um a sacchetto and in we're the only ones to do this process in heels um sacchetto means little sack in italian and it's where the the shoe is sewn the inner part of the shoe is sewn as a glove would be sewn so that there are no seams oh. so you slip your foot in yep. and you can see the stitching which you you on purposely show um instead of a a cheap uh a slipper uh, assault, which is pasted on top of right. the shoe where, right. on which you slip your foot. So this is Siketo, and and worldwide we're the first to do it in heels. And it takes this master sewer. She is an older lady, and she takes 45 minutes to an hour each shoe to do this. Wow. It has to be precise. Um, and the other thing we're doing, um, my factory and manager has been able, I think due to his connections and so forth, to get one of the um, – it's a small workshop in Italy, and they – make and design the interiors for Bugattis and Ferraris and all that. Whoa. And they've created mini molds for us. Wow. And they're made of the TPU. And each of them has to be sized correctly uh, for each size shoe. Um, the cutting has to be extremely precise. Um, and then once these are done, they are actually embedded by hand into the shoe. Okay. Um, and the, another thing is um, we bring our leather from a small family in France. Um, traditionally, Italians have worldly known as the best leather in the world. However, this is a leather that is not used. It's too expensive for the other 
big luxury companies to use because they can't just pump out thousands right. with this leather. And they don't make enough, this family, this leather. Ah. So this is a far better. It's the best leather you can get. Um, and on, because of that, it's very, very delicate. So it has to be handled very carefully under the sewing machines and um, by hand because it can smudge. Um, and you have to take care of this leather. And the whole idea of having one of our shoes is that you will have it for a long time and you must take care of it just like they would um, perhaps, you know, decades ago, you know, right. when you had an object. Um, so, Okay. Well, well, I love this story, <laughs> I have to say. Your personal background is uh, its such a wonderful, heartwarming story. And I love the fact that you're clearly hands-on mm-hmm. with all of this and mm-hmm. in touch with, um, because as we all, we definitely know in the fashion world, the, some of the best shoes are made in Italy. We understand that mm-hmm. and uh, the materials. But I didn't know mm-hmm. the whole thing about, you know, sewing it by hand and special fabrics, yeah. you know, to be, I didn't realize that. Right, right. Um, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It would make mm-hmm. sense that there are certain leathers that would be more precious than others and, and so Absolutely. forth. Absolutely. It's so. just like, I mean, I've never um, understood how women can wear a beautiful piece of jewelry or have a beautiful bag. And then they go to, they buy the cheapest shoes and they don't care about their feet. It's the yeah. strangest thing. It's very neglected. It's a very neglected part of a wardrobe. Yeah. Um, and so we find... Um, that we're trying to bring this idea that um, luxury must um, cover the whole body, um, not necessarily, and, and neglect the, you know, not neglect yeah. the feet. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. say, you know, I often talk mm-hmm. about high-low dressing. That's kind of the way people shop now. So I speak to that quite a bit. And I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, gone are the days of where people invest in whole new wardrobes each season, like you know, years gone. However, um, you know, I will always say if you can invest buy the the best your money can buy in shoes and handbags, Mm -hmm. because I do feel one, they could be collector's items. Mm -hmm. But you know, even if you're not a collector, maybe Mm -hmm. you pass it down to a a child or Mm -hmm. a sibling or a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And more importantly, I feel if it's well-made a bag or shoes um, because they kind of go hand in hand it's worth it Mm -hmm. it's worth the investment versus where okay a t-shirt yes you can you know you can go low on a t-shirt you can spend five bucks you know Mm -hmm. on a t-shirt or or even other pieces of clothing you know you can shop um, consignment or thrift where you're kind of working into the sustainability world that I'm full on board with but I do feel that shoes and handbags are where – you're right. It's like jewelry. It's kind of like, you know, good jewelry. You, yes. Yeah. It should be respected. And yeah. um, I really r- just realized this um, after living in um, Europe for a very long time and living and, – and, and marrying into a Swiss family. Um, items over there, whether you say they're behind us or ahead of us um, – are cared for, especially uh, um, when you live in some of the smaller villages there, um, items are still taken care of. Right. Um, I like a story in, we lived in a one Swiss village and um, where all the little little kids would have their races, um, the, the, the referee or the person in charge of the race would slap, use this device which slaps two pieces of wood together on a spring which was hand-built. And it was used several hundred years ago. Right. I mean, they're still using it because it works. Right. And they care for and it. they cared for it. Exactly. In ah. a lot of ways, America, we moved so fast. I think 
after the the war, after the the second war and so forth, into this fast, fast, fast food, fast, fast. Yeah. And in many places in Europe, they still retain this value of items that it's not fashion. Anything is not supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be such as in France when you're eating. Food is supposed to be enjoyed. You know, right. you take your time. You take your time in making things. You make them well. Yeah. You don't make them fast and wear them once and throw them away. Right. You know? right. And I'd like to see that come back. Yeah. Um, and with proper make and proper fit and proper materials, um, it has a chance. You yeah, know, so. for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably the downside of technology mm-hmm. and of, you know, mo- like mm-hmm. you said, moving so fast. Yeah, There's yeah. lots of pluses and good things about that. Yes. But that, unfortunately, is one mm-hmm. of the, the downside. Yeah. I agree with you yeah. 100% about the eating thing, for sure. <laughs> we, you know, sure. it's like this quick, 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 you know, I'm like, oh, I, even sometimes with my husband, he'll say, well, I grabbed, I grabbed a sandwich and I ate it in the car. And I'm like, you ate it in the car? <laughs> and I understand he's busy. He's got, he's got to move on to the next sure. thing and he's working. It's not like, you know, yeah. it's the middle. But the thought of that, you know, yeah. you're eating in your car, yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm like, oh, you got your car dirty, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's my first thought. And then I'm like, and then you eat in the car, you know. Anyway, but I, you're right. It should be enjoyed and things should be cared for, especially mm-hmm. shoes. So tell us, where did the name come from, Moses Grace? Um, I was walking um, with my husband in Maine, in Bar Harbor, and we like to visit um, old cemeteries and burial grounds. And... Um, I hadn't a name yet, and I hadn't really any idea or thought that I might be producing in Italy. Um, and I saw this name on a stone, um, it, and it was a simple name, um, kind of sat on the side of the the yard. And I just thought this is this is just a special sounding name. And then I I went home, I researched him, and found that he was the, uh, a common laborer. I didn't, I had no idea who he was, um, who lived two hundred years ago. Uh, he lived to. 82. And at the time, they were putting, I didn't know this, the the years, the months, and the days that they lived. They were proud of it. They were actually proud of how long they'd lived. And um, he he married and had four daughters. um, And his wife died soon after, and a little girl died soon after. And he raised his three daughters alone until he was, um, lived to 82. Wow. And I, it got, it, it occurred to me that the living conditions back then must have been so hard you know, to to endure. Um, what time frame was know, this? It was the 1800s, early uh, 1800s. Wow, so 82 mm-hmm. is really old for back, back then. Back then, sure, yeah, sure. And his then. name didn't continue. Wow. So he had the daughters and it, nothing. And so know, this name end. appealed to you and this Absolutely. Is, you know, spoke you know, Grace you. is such a beautiful word and yeah. Moses could encompass anything. Right. Um, Depending how you, it's used, it's used in various, um, either whether it's religious, whether it's just cultural, yeah. um, it transcends um, quite a bit. And it was really just the simplicity and strength of its endurance. And um, I just wanted to borrow it. So <laughs> use it. Well, I like it. Proud. And I think it fits the brands so well. So um, tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about... Uh, the shoes. I want to talk more about the shoes okay. and sort mm-hmm. of what you what we can find if we went to Moses Grace. First of all, where can we see these beautiful shoes? We ha- you have a website, mm-hmm. right? You want to give that out? Yes. Um, we um, the website is MosesGrace.com. Okay. Um, 
we don't think we're going to be selling on the website because okay. we really feel that it's most important that people come in and we fit the shoes on their feet. I'd really I re- love that. like it to be more like a clothier, like atelier, and yep. this sort. Um, and what's most important is um, the fit. Um, and we like the appreciation and we want to have a personal relationship um, with our clients. Um, so I have just, um, not yet opened, but just moved into um, a, I guess you'd call it a, an office workshop, uh, an office atelier on Arch Street, 37 Arch Street, um, in an old house. And I'm going to entertain people there, probably one-on-one or a few ladies at a time. We also have a men's shoe, and men's shoe coming out for spring. I um, going to ask. And okay. um, so this, I'd eventually, I'd love to sell there and then perhaps... Um, I'd love a place in Rome where I could sell oh. out. Of, I really like that city. I like this um, plan. And maybe just a couple places and because they're exclusive. We only make 70 of each worldwide. So 70 of each style? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how mm-hmm. many styles yeah. do you ha- carry? Um, we have the current, the one we really couldn't launch, uh, was four different styles. Um, we're coming out with five women's and then a man's shoe for spring. Okay. So um, they should be delivered in December. Um, we're taking early orders because of the restriction on the number. Um, we don't want to produce too much. And the, this little factory cannot produce right. that many because they're hand done. Right. And each of them is handled, each shoe. Yeah. So it's not possible. And we don't want to be mass produced. Right, That's right, right. Whole, it takes away yeah. from the whole. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. And mm-hmm. so um, they're mostly, would you call, consider that a pump or what's the, mm-hmm. the heel height for the, the style? It's actually this, um, the current are a two inch and it's a completely round pump, a completely round heel. And the one coming up is an oval heel, um, same two inches, because we find that works really well with a woman's foot. She can wear it with pants yep. or she can wear them with a skirt. Um, and so the next ones will be the two inch, um, as well. Okay. Um, fitting, you know, classic, I'm also influenced by Ferragamo and, you know, and, and Chanel shoes, of course. And for, you have to get the right, we studied how, um, the exact height, which would make the woman's foot most comfortable and most appealing. And the pitch. So the right? two inch, exactly, exactly. Um, we're not in it to create a four inch heel or a five inch heel where women are walking on the ball of their feet in an agony. You yes, know? yes. So we like to stick with the classics. So okay. all the ones coming out are, are going to have the two inch heel. Mm-hmm. And I like that mm-hmm. for that. That seems to be to me sort of the perfect. Um, height for everyone. Mm-hmm. So the people that like a heel, mm-hmm. the people like I don't wear flats. I like heels. Mm-hmm. I wear the big, big, big heels. However, my center of gravity is a yeah. little different. I think <laughs> it's lower, and I'm used to it. Also, my mm-hmm. foot, the way it is, I'm actually uncomfortable in a flat. Yes. Um, yes. I've also danced that might have something to do with it. The way my feet are kind of you know been mm-hmm. contorted. Sure. Um, but I have friends that do not wear heels, and I have friends that do not wear flats, and mm-hmm. I feel like this would be the perfect yeah. solution for both groups. I think so. I and they're very so. elegant, very mm-hmm. pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about styles, color. You have a beautiful blue mm-hmm. pair on. Thank they come you. in very classic colors, they correct? Do. This is kind of, um, how would you say, azuri blue. Yeah. Um, they also come in a steel gray, um, a black, and a kind of a, it's called biscuit, biscuit colored, so okay. a tannish color. Okay. Um, the new one's coming out for spring. We're going to have um, an orange, a, um, a kind of a, a, a pinkish, uh, not necessarily white, like a, a, a pinkish one, a violet colored one, 
an aquamarine one. Ooh. Um, and am I missing one? Let's see, pinkish. Uh, might be missing one. The man's is also the azuri blue. Uh, and the azuri blue, we have a, a strap, a strap coming out with this same color. Okay, because we love it, and it goes with black too. Okay, this yeah, blue goes with black. And, and uh, give us price point. What what are we talking here? Um, the ones coming out, um, we're discussing it right now, but probably from nine sixty up to thirteen, thirteen fifty. Okay. The Manchu will be ten fifty, um, and we have to be at this price point. Um, and the, well, the strangest handmade. thing is, absolutely, yeah. women for so long, and, and men not at all. Men will spend as much for a shoe as a car <laughs> a lot of yeah. times, and they'll keep it and they'll take care. And they of probably it. buy a lot less. They buy right? a lot less. Yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, um, but we we want um, we are creating this. This piece that has so many steps, we have um, 18 different um, suppliers for each shoe, 18, and it's over 150 steps just to make a shoe. Okay. So we have to charge this, you know, Um, and we actually are at the right price point versus some of others who are producing much lesser value. Yeah, and it sounds Mm -hmm. like this is really Mm -hmm. an authentic style. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like, you know, handmade and Mm -hmm. the work and craftsmanship you mentioned that that goes into it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would... It certainly was justifiable with the price. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say a lot more, to be honest with you. I know what designer shoes cost. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what, you know, shoes that are made well cost yeah. and not made well cost, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a big spectrum. Sure, so, sure. All right. So once mm-hmm. again, I wanted to um, just let people know where they can find you, where they can find the shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for now, it's on the website. It's They're on the website. Okay. They can be seen on the website. Um, and we're going to open soon at 37 Arch Street. Okay. So it will be a showroom by appointment. Um, if anyone drops by, that's fine, too. Of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to thank you for stopping by. And we'll have to have you come back when the showroom is officially open so we can chat about that. Because I'd love to. I sure. want to come. Of course. <laughs> thank you, Laura, so much. You, and we'll hope to see you again. Okay. Thank you very much. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. That was a breath of fresh air. I love talking about shoes. And thanks again, Laura, for joining us. She was fabulous. I will keep you 
uh, listeners, I will keep you all updated on on this, by the way. So I, I will keep track of this and learn when the official opening of their showroom is. And um, again, classic, classic shoe. You've got to check it out. It's Moses Grace. Once again, MosesGrace.com was the website. And um, I, I would encourage you all to check it out. All right, let's get into, gosh, we have a little bit of time left. My, let's see, scoop du jour I have for you. I thought this was interesting. Cartier just launched a very chic handbag. Cartier, the jewelry company. Now, let me say this is not their first. They have other ones. You probably think, oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, this one is called the Double C de Cartier. De Cartier. hope I'm saying it right. Comes in red, black, capri blue, mint green, and powder pink. It's a very classic um, just a little square bag. It's not too big, not too small. I would say it's maybe 10 by 12 maximum, maybe a little smaller. Has a chain strap. Um, they're pushing this quite a bit. I'm not sure why this particular one is getting so much um, airtime, but no pun intended. But um, I've been seeing lots of ads for this, so maybe they're upping their marketing game. Um, but it is pretty interesting to check out. So let me say this I said it was Cartier, so think jewelry. And now I'm going to give you the price. <laughs> $26.60. And that's not $26. That'd be $2,660. Yes. Bob's shaking his head. <laughs> so, I gave you a hint. I said Cartier. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if you're thinking of a piece of jewelry, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. You think, oh, Cartier. And you would expect that number. Right? Yeah, I guess. Right. That's true. I, yeah, I know. Listen, I'm not trying to justify it or <laughs> not. I understand what it is. Um, I haven't seen the bag up close, but I'm sure it's made well and a beautiful bag. Um, it's not my style, but it's a nice bag. So, you know, if you're looking for something different. All right. And then also I wanted to mention Gucci lost, launched their – launched – Gucci held their spring-summer fashion show in L.A. just a couple of days ago. It was all the rage. I actually watched it live. It was streamed live um, on social media. And it was the big deal was because it was basically on Hollywood Boulevard. So it was shut down. Hollywood Boulevard was shot down, the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, um, and this was called A Love Letter to Old Hollywood. So Alessandro Michelle, who's the designer, had every A-lister possible. Um, just to give you a few names, Gwyneth Paltrow, Diane Keaton, Salma Hayek, Billie Eilish, Tracy Ellis Ross. Who else did I see there? I saw lots of people. Macaulay Culkin actually walked in the show. Hmm. Um, I think Jared Leto did as well. There were a couple of other um, celebrities Basically, this sort of paid homage to the most famous actors and actresses in old Hollywood, which was interesting. It made, you know, I always speak about an experience, and this was definitely ex- an experience. And uh, I believe you can rewatch this if you if you put in the search engine Google uh, uh, Gucci Spring Summer 2022. I think you can rewatch it just about anywhere. It's probably on their social media. But it was interesting to say the least. I'm going to talk more about it probably next week because I want to get into exactly what I saw and my thoughts on it because I had some mixed feelings. It was a good show overall, but I had some mixed feelings about a few things. And they are leading the way in lots of trends, Gucci. So I think we have to uh, give it some chatter, chatter time. All right, that'll do it for this week. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Justice Department announced Thursday it had filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas and the Texas Secretary of State imposed by Texas Senate Bill 1, which was signed into law in September. The complaint challenges provisions of Senate Bill 1 under Section 208 of the Voting Rights Act and Section 101 of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Attorney General Bill Paxton tweeted, quote, Biden is coming after Texas for SB 1. It's a great and much-needed bill, ensuring Texas has safe, secure, and transparent elections. I will see you in court, Biden, end quote. Republican Governor Abbott said the bill makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat. President Biden called numerous House lawmakers on Thursday to help rally support for his partisan social spending bill. The bipartisan infrastructure bill passed the Senate and has been stalled in Congress by Democrat Speaker Nancy Pelosi. A Democratic leadership source said the House plans to vote on the two pieces of legislation today. USA Radio News. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen.